Great to have you back today. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Bottom of the hour, we had a terrific, we just had Mike Clemens on with us. We had a terrific conversation with him last night uh, from up in Green Bay and kind of doing some additional yeoman's work for us uh, in the locker room last night. So you're going to hear that coming up bottom of the hour. Um, one thing I, I did during the update there, I did hear, uh, you know, Zach Heilprin, for those that get a chance to hear it on the network, uh, Zach had mentioned, you know, the Badgers uh, undefeated in Big Ten play, 4-0 now in Big Ten play, 71-60. They got uh, the win at, uh, what is it, the Value City Arena now, I think is what it is, and uh, they knocked off the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, in the meantime, uh, don't look now, Marquette, uh, number 11 in the country, they got dumped last night at the Fiserv Forum. At the Fiserv last night, they got beat 69-62. They got beat last night, so a tough loss for Marquette as Butler came in. Now, Butler, look, Butler 2-3 and three in the Big East and 11-5 and five overall, exact same record now as Marquette. But, uh, but man, I didn't, didn't see that coming. Not at home. Not at home. But uh, Marquette got knocked off last night. So uh, you've got the 15, 15th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers getting a win and the 11th-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles taking a loss last evening. So And a big one coming up tonight, speaking of the Fiserv. A big one coming up tonight. I told you I talked to a buddy of mine in Boston earlier today, and the uh, he's a huge, like just over the top Celtics fan. And they are the, this is what they believe to be the knockout blow. I know it's early in the season to talk about it. You're not even to the All Star break yet, but they believe if they can come in and just squash like a bug the uh, the Bucks tonight, that this may set into motion, you know, uh, the movement, which is a lot of a lot of rumblings going on about uh, did the Bucks make the right choice is Adrian Griffin really the guy you know have they done enough and what's wrong with this team why are they not coachable why won't they play defense do they seem lazy do they seem like they've already been there done that and they haven't won anything yet there's a lot of that to discuss and um, it's uh it, it you know coming from the Boston area they kind of feel like tonight they can deliver that you know that big punch that can hit the solar plexus of this team. So that says no matter what, I mean, that's fine if you're going to, you know, win in the East, but you're ultimately not going to win the East because the Celtics are the team to chase. So a big one coming up tonight down at the five-serve forum. 6.30 tip time tonight for the Bucks and the Celtics, I believe. Is that a – is it a nationally televised game, but it's on a, one of the streaming services tonight, Grant, do you know? Yeah, so it's on TNT. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm 90% yeah. sure. I had a caller earlier this week. Uh, he doesn't have cable, but he has HBO Max. So anytime, well, I guess now it's just Max. So yeah. that's Turner, Warner Brothers. That's under that umbrella. So it's a TNT game tonight. But if you have HBO Max without cable, you can use Max to watch it too, I guess. There you go. Okay. So anyway, that's uh, that's going on tonight down at the Pfizer Forum. I'm going to go out and about tonight a little bit. Uh, Kristen's actually, she's got clients she's taking to the game tonight uh, in their their deal. So uh, that gives me, uh, I think I'm going to drop her off and I think I'm going to, you know, maybe peruse downtown a little bit and go find a couple of places to watch the game and hang out until I have to pick her back up. Uh, yeah, it's that's one of the non-perks when they have a full suite and all clients, I don't get a chance to go. So just, wow, you get the boot? Yeah, I get the boot. Wow. So I give, up, I, I give up my perk, which is fine. You know, hey, I can go over to Calderon Club and sit in the corner and watch it or go to Stenny's and hang out and watch it or whatever, you know. So I think that's what I'm going to do tonight, just kind of peruse around a little bit and get home because this is probably going to be the last time. I don't know what we got. Saturday night we got some dinner, but uh, Saturday is when everything's supposed to kind of culminate with this winter storm that's coming through tomorrow, and then the winds kick up early Saturday, 
and it goes to 40-mile-an-hour winds, and now they're predicting power outages and hunker down and, you know, bread and milk and all that kind of stuff. So Jeez. at least here. I, I don't know what it is like across the state, but they're, they're saying it's going to get kind of nasty. I'm, uh, I'm going skiing tonight. I don't have – Are you really? I, so look. I, I In this job, I think it's important to watch as many games as possible. We can't see every game. I'll be 100% no. honest. I'm, I'm going to watch this game back on replay, or I'm not going to watch it at all. Because I, I've spent time watching the Bucks the last three weeks, and I can count on one hand. I maybe can count on one finger the amount of times I've turned on a Bucks game and thought, wow, the Bucks look really excited to be playing basketball tonight. They're really This is a great game. Like the, When this team starts taking games seriously and not mm-hmm. falling behind like 15 to three in the first four minutes. Then I'll start watching them. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to do something else tonight. This team's pissing me off. They're on timeout. Right. Yeah. It's uh, the level. Of, I, if I'm watching a, a bad bucks game back with some Italian food or Stenny's wings, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm happy. Uh, but I, I don't have, have it uh, as victory food. I, I don't have fine Italian food in a, in a warm fireplace at my apartment. Maybe yeah. if I did, that would change things, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't be sitting in front of the fireplace, that's for sure. Tomorrow night and then maybe Saturday night that might happen, but uh, not uh, not not tonight. Uh, speaking of getting out and about, Sunday, uh, come on out and join us. We're going to be uh, live down at Nice Ash Cigar Bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. And we're going to be there for a watch party for the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. And then afterwards, we have the Green and Gold postgame show. Uh, coming up, and we'll maybe take some of your questions live down there as well. But uh, all means, by all means, come on out and enjoy the game. Doors open up at noon. We're going to be down there setting up, and then the game starts at 3.30. We're going to support some of the local businesses. So um, you know, I had some people say, what kind of food? Do they? they don't serve food. They have pizzas, but they don't serve really anything else. And so if you want to go down the street to People's Park, you want to go up the street to Jimmy's Grotto, you want to go over to Tofty's Table, Secura, you want to go to Mama Mia's around the corner, any of those places, uh, you can you can do it. So, uh, you know, come on down and enjoy yourself. Uh, but more so than anything, come on, come on down with us and root on the Green Bay Packers to hopefully knock off the Dallas Cowboys. So it's going to be a lot of fun down at Nice Ash coming up this weekend. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. I got some emails. I want to. By the way, where are you going skiing? Uh, people are asking, are you going skiing in the Madison area? Uh, so I've never been. I got invited to go with some buddies. I think it's called Devil's Head. It's up towards Portage. It's like 40 minutes away. I, yeah, I don't. Is that towards the Dells? Yeah. So I know okay. Cascade Mountain's right off 94. So you'll drive right past that like you went past it. Twice yes, yes, yes. yesterday. I know Cascade. Which was actually a beacon. Right. When I was driving through there, there was no road, man. I mean, none. And it was coming down like it was the end of the world. And as I went past Cascade, the lights from the mountain, the lights from the hills lit up the whole highway. So, boy, they were that was that was like the oasis in the desert, man. That's, that was great. That's funny. But, yeah, it's it's up that way. There's a couple ski hills over there. Uh, and then you have, like, Granite Peak up in Wausau. I'm actually going there in a week and a half. We're doing a, a weekend staying with some friends, so I'm looking forward to that. But Devil's Head, and I've you, never been. You said you don't ski? No, I do. Um, oh, okay. A, a couple times a year. It's not. I'm like, like an, you're going to Cascade and you're not a skier? Holy crap. No, 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 no. I wouldn't, I, like, I wouldn't go down that mountain <laughs> on a tube. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can ski, I don't know, two, three times a winter, maybe tops. Okay. Um, yeah, it's fun, but it's not like an every weekend thing, that's for sure. I'm not going off jumps you know, and doing flips. This is my ski story, um, and then I'll then I'll move on. But I had it was a, a while ago that it used to be tradition for us to go to Sunburst. 
uh, up in Kewaskum, and we would go there all the time, and my kids would come up, and the family would get together, we'd all go. And this was decades, a decade and a half ago. So we would go up every year, and friends would come to town, and then it kind of drifted off and everything. But I'm not a great skier, and it's not because I can, it's because my ankles are so bad. So anyway, long story short, I had to kind of learn it all over again. So everybody else is tubing and skiing, my kids are skiing, my son is snowboarding, and I got skis, I rented them, and I wanted to learn all over again. So I go over to the bunny hill. I mean, like the tiny little, with the little magic carpet that you put your skis on, and it takes you to the top of that little slope, and then you come down, you learn how to point your skis in to stop, and you learn how to lean to go side to side. I just had to learn it all over again. This is how bad I was. The thing took me, and it's not high. It's not big by any stretch. It's maybe an eight-foot climb up up this little tiny hill just to teach you how to ski. I I got cock. I'm with kids, okay. I'm 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 this six foot six dude with a bunch of little kids that are learning how to ski, and it takes me to the top. I go up, and I just got off of it wrong, and I didn't fall down. I went over the back of the hill and out into the parking lot. Damn near into a car. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. I am much better sitting inside the chalet, drinking beverages, maybe having a beer or a hot chocolate or something than I am at uh, risking myself and other further automobile damage to anybody else. I, I don't need to be on skis. I can do tubing. I can tube my ass off, but I, I'm not skiing. I can tube so, my ass off. That's what I'm going to title the podcast. I'm, the the yeah. hour four is going to be, quote, I can tube my ass off. I can tube my posted. ass off. That's it. I can tube my ass off, but the rest of it, I'd like to at some point try it again, you know, but I just, man, it was, it was not a great experience. I, I will say I did, you know, after I figured out going out into the parking lot, I went up the, the small hill a couple of times and came down it. Um, it's the same as, as ice skating. I, I, I want to do it. I, I mean, I, I want it. I, I just, crave it but then when i get out there and i go down on my ass i'm telling you it's it is not a pretty sight it is flagellants and ball busting oh and no just, you know a head snapping back like i'm afraid i'm gonna have a cory koski in a black room somewhere and not gonna be able to go out so i uh, uh yeah not happening i bonked my head at mount lacrosse i used to ski there a lot when i was in college because you could get like 15 dollars lift passes as a student like i think it was mm-hmm. on thursday night so i'd go and like i'd listen to the bucks post game like i go by myself sometimes and just listen to sports podcasts or whatever when i'm skiing and i bonked the back of my head in the terrain park really bad one time and i didn't ski for like the next two years because i thought i'm just gonna like what a yeah. stupid way to just snap a leg or like inconvenience yourself right. big time That's... for the next couple months you know? God just said there's certain people that can do that and there's certain people that can't. And everybody I've talked to that skis, everybody, they enjoy it. They love it. The kids love it. They, they do it. And everybody at one point says, yeah, I tore my ACL or ah, I tore my MCL or ah, I tore my Achilles or I snapped my ankle. Or, yeah. And I'm like, why do I <laughs> want to? I got as much trouble sitting on the toilet as I do going down a mountain with skis under me. Why in the hell do I want to just up the odds of me getting injured in some way, shape, or form? I'm no good to anybody at that point. So, and then uh, I would feel for because at that point, Kristen would leave me. The engagement would be off. She'd like, I'm out, dude. You, you, you can't, you can't go to the toilet. You can't do anything. I, I'm out. I'm out. I'm gonna take your butt through a car wash, hose you off, and call it a day. So, anyway, that's gonna be it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Rick says, I tell Grant to hit Lutzen Mountain. In Minnesota? 
Never been there. You ever hear that? So here's well, here's the thing. Like Lutzen is awesome, but it's like hours past Duluth. Like I can't drive seven or eight right. hours unless I'm maybe a three day weekend. Like I love Afton in the cities too. It's just it's such a long trip, right. and then if you go, you ski multiple days, and that's hundreds of dollars in lift passes and the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, let's get back uh, and put the train back on the tracks. But uh, I do, you know, hey, I, I'll hang out with anybody at a mountain and and watch them tube and ski and all that kind of stuff, and have a great day uh, without a doubt. Uh, this is from Wayne. Says, let's say both Dallas and Buffalo lose this weekend. Sean McDermott, Mike McCarthy get fired. If you're Bill Belichick. And you still want to add wins to your legacy. Both jobs are offered. Which one would you take? Ooh. Um. God, that's a great question. Man. I. If Bill. There's two things at play here. My my first thought is Buffalo. I take Buffalo. And and I'll give you the reason why. is because Jerry Jones does his own show. Jerry Jones is the star. You're not. Now, Bill may like that and fall in the shadows, but he doesn't want to be second-guessed by Jerry Jones out in public by anybody. So that's not happening. However, isn't that the same is Favre going to the Vikings to come back and beat the Packers? Is that what he wants to do? You know, and, you know, people forgave Favre, and Favre was eventually inducted into the Ring of Honor and such, but I don't know. I mean, that's in that division. I don't know if Bill Belichick would want to do that, especially when he says, and, and let's be honest, is Bill's Mafia going to really want him there when he just got done saying to the world, I will always be a patriot for life? Hell no. So both jobs would come with some negativity, but it's whether it's it's the least amount of negativity you could take. And if I'm Bill, you know, Texas, great place to live. You don't have to sit out in the snow and the climate any very often anymore. You know you've got at least eight to nine games in a dome. Uh you got a you, obviously an owner that's gonna do whatever he can to win. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So yeah. But you're also going to have a tug-of-war with the owner over personnel. He wants his guys. His son wants his guys. Then you're going to want your guys. I mean, but then again, Jerry desperately wants to win a Super Bowl before he croaks off. He wants to get one more just to say he got it without Jimmy Johnson. So that might not be a bad marriage. I would probably say the Cowboys job. That's a great question, though. But I just can't imagine Bill Belichick. Unless behind closed doors, there was from Robert Kraft, Bill, we're going to take you out. I don't want to do you wrong by just releasing a statement. So we're going to go jointly say hello together. But, you know, Bill's like, okay, I'll, I'll go do that. And, you know, and then after that, screw you. And if Bill's of the vengeful kind, then Bill is going to say, I'll go anywhere. I don't care. If it's your own backyard. So be it. Beat me. And maybe he does. But I got to think that he would probably take the Dallas job. That's just just my opinion, but probably the Dallas job. Uh, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. She lies in the face, she's in love with him. Can't 
Good to have you back. Hey, got to say thanks to our buddy James Mercado and the game over, gang over there at uh, Veterans America. They believe own the land you defend. Own the land you defend. And they are big time into helping veterans get into the homes and the mortgages they need. And that's what they believe in, and that's what they work on, and that's all they do. So call them, 262-745-3333, whether it's uh, a mortgage for a a new house you're looking at, uh, maybe a refi, uh, you need to pay some bills, you need to get some equity out of your home, whatever it is, call my buddy James. They really believe in helping veterans. That's all they do. 262, all over the state of Wisconsin, doesn't matter if you're way up in Duluth, you're down in Kenosha, whatever, Platteville, you name it. Call them, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Ask for James. That's his number, 262-745-3333, and he can help you out. He's He'll give you the straight facts. He is a good dude, man, and when it comes to no down payments and zero PMI, looser credit requirements, they, they handle all that stuff. So they believe it, they live it, they breathe it, they eat it, they sleep it every day. That is owning the land you defend. That's Veterans America. Call them, 262 262- 745-3333 if you need their help. Um, let's get back uh, to the phone calls real quick. Uh, we got Denny listening to us in Holman. Denny, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Thank you very much, sir. Uh, I love the way that you share your life's trials, tribulations, and experiences with the viewers. I know <laughs> that it all comes from your heart. <laughs> I no, I think it's good. I mean, you're honest. They're just how you, when you're mad about something, you express it. And I love that part about you. I appreciate um, it. I think there's, there's like three things, I think, for the game Sunday. Number one, you can't uh, kick the ball and, you know, have 40-yard kickoff returns, punt returns and everything. Right. Special teams has to really, you know, step up. Number two, I think Love needs to take what the defense gives them if they're going to be in the box all day, and he can do some running and stuff like that. That would be great. And I think number three is, again, with your special teams and all that stuff and your penalties. I think penalties are going to be huge. The Packers, the last game, showed they could play penalty-free most of the game. And I, I, think, it's, I think it's important that, uh, that they do those things, and I think they can come out with a win. I I don't put it past them if they get a win. If they got a win, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. I appreciate the phone call. When you talk about special teams, that's a great point because in the last contest against the Bears, and even to the Vikings to a certain extent, uh, the returns were out beyond the 25. They were not shying away from taking the ball two, three yards deep out of the end zone and bringing it back. And the Packers, if I believe, against the Bears – they stuffed them once inside the 20. After that, it was pretty much 25 and beyond. So uh, I agree with you 100%. When you say uh, Jordan Love needs to take what it is they give him, uh, Jordan Love finished the season, finished the season 13th overall uh, in pro football focus when it comes to overall quarterback grade offensively. Offensively. Uh, when you look at, uh, you know, kind of where they they place him, say, you know, via the pass, uh, Jordan Love uh, rated really high. He was number 11, as a matter of fact, number 11 in the National Football League. And Pro Football Focus, if you didn't see it already, I retweeted it, uh, put it out there that uh, Jordan Love has voted the breakout player of the year, uh, Pro Football Focus grade of 83.9, 4,162 passing yards, 32 touchdowns on the season. 
They call him the breakout player of the year. And like I said from the very beginning, um, I didn't have a lot of belief in what Jordan Love can do, and he has he has proven me wrong. And I am grateful that he has. It, it's it's uh, it's it's fun watching him right now, and I just hope that it continues to continues to to, to move forward. Um, I know it's a short turnaround, but let's do this because we spoke with Mike yesterday, Mike Clemens, and I want to get to that. I want you to be able to hear it in its entirety. So we'll stop uh, here. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and then you're going to hear Mike and the conversation. We had a great conversation last night. You're going to want to listen to. Uh, this is brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Don't forget, zero down thirty percent or zero down for thirty six months, zero percent interest, thirty six months. And no money, no payment, no nothing. And it's the best windows and doors you can get, whether it's the vinyl windows, something for your your budget-minded people, or Impervia, or the three different types of wood, all the interior, exterior, hardware, innovations, you name it. They've got something for everybody. That is our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you can't do anything if you don't give them a call or you don't get a hold of them by the 31st. Then that deal moves on. So if you're going to take advantage of the deal, 0%, 36 months, Right now, go to PellaWI.com. Get that thing booked before the end of the month. Uh, PellaWI.com or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Mike Clements, next on the Bill Michael. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show had a chance yesterday uh we caught up with uh, our guy Mike Clemens and um had a, a really good conversation last night uh, as he joined us on the huddle and kind of broke down everything going on uh yesterday this week so far had a chance to talk to quite a few guys this is our conversation take a listen so what's going on up in Green Bay man how are they doing today uh, they had a practice indoors. They're going to play indoors. Uh, it was a short practice today, and it was really, they just did some warm-ups, and they went right to the plays. They did not do individual drills. I think the team's still a little beat up. And you know how Aaron Jones is usually, you know, so up and energetic. Uh, besides dealing with the sore knee and probably the MCL, and, you know, after playing in the Bears game, uh, somewhere he also jacked up a finger. So just like A.J. Dillon's been dealing with a broken finger and a neck injury, and A.J. did not practice today, you got Aaron Jones now dealing with some kind of a finger injury. He was limited today, and he was a little quiet when we were talking to him in his locker room. And, you know, after kind of going back and forth, and maybe he's tired of talking about playing games in Texas, being from El Paso and, and UTEP and all that. So, you know, Bill, we said, you know, at 29 years old, uh, are you – are you concerned that this might be your last game as a Green Bay Packer? Nah, I mean, we're in a playoff run, so uh, I'll figure that out when that time comes. But right now it's just it's playing football, and this is where I want to be, so I, I don't see why I would be thinking about that. I have another year under, under contract, so 
Uh, no, that's, that, that doesn't pop up in my head. Just uh, how can we get the job done in Dallas? And Mike, you know, he, you talk about a tough season for him because when he's on and he's healthy, he's on. You and I have talked about that. He's got that first step, that that burst is back. He's kind of the, and I said he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink. But we go back to week one when you and I were in Chicago and we saw him run up that tunnel, grab his hamstring, and you thought, oh, boy. And that, you know, hamstrings are nagging, man. They just can last and last and last. And it took him a while to get over that. And then he came back and it had another injury. But what a, what a kind of a tough year for him uh, in terms of some nagging injuries. I don't necessarily think it's breaking down because of age. I just think it's just a couple of nagging injuries this year that really kind of hampered him. Christian uh, Watson today about, you know, last week he thought he was about 85, 90%, but he went through two practices, waited on Friday, wasn't sure, and at that point LaFleur moved on with the game plan. Like, you know what, you know, I'm not I'm not putting together a game plan on Friday to include 15 plays for Watson if he's feeling 85%. And, you know, these guys are so frustrated with what they're doing six, seven weeks later with a hamstring injury. And as for Aaron Jones... Yeah, he gets carted off the field at Lambeau. Was it the Chargers game? With He thought he'd torn his ACL, and he's still having pain with it. And he talked about how frustrating this has been for him since the first week of the season with all that rehab and all that those, those snaps that he's missed with those injuries. Uh, it's definitely tough, you know. A lot, of, a lot of time spent just trying to get your body back right. Uh, different treatments, different amount of things, a long hours spent into it. Uh, weeks on weeks on weeks, and you get to a point where, like, like you start to question yourself, like, damn, do I want to continue to do this? But that's when things get tough. That's when it really shows who you are as a person, and uh, just continue to work through that, fight through that. Uh, showed up every day, was here for my teammates, uh, trying to cheer them on, uh, get, be be whatever they needed me to be, um, and continue to work to get better every day. And you know, I, I feel like uh, I did that, and it stacked those days, and just showing. You know, Mike, uh, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, both guys very good at understanding what they needed to do defensively. Mike, obviously, being an offensive mind, knows kind of what to look for. But, you know, Aaron Jones is a guy that's familiar with Mike McCarthy. He's one of the few guys that was was here when Mike McCarthy was here. So Mike McCarthy is going to understand what Aaron Jones brings to the table, offensively speaking. Offensively speaking, and then on defense as well, because... You know, it's Dan Quinn. They faced this defense uh, a year ago in November of 22. They were down 28-14. And, you know, you had Jaron Reed get a key stop on Dak Prescott, a forced fumble. That put the game to overtime. The Packers able to, you know, kick a field goal and get an overtime win. It really, it embarrassed McCarthy. McCarthy spent a lot of time last year. He took a lot of questions from the Dallas media talking about his time in Green Bay. And he was proud to reflect on his years with the Packers. Then they ended up losing the game, and he was pretty embarrassed. And this week, McCarthy's like, I'm not talking about that at all. But you asked Aaron Jones today about, you know, this this, this Dallas defense with Dan Quinn from Seattle and when the, they had the great Seahawks defenses. And then later leading the Falcons, along with Matt LaFleur's as quarterback coach, to a Super Bowl against the Patriots. And Aaron talked about, you know, what do you see on tape with – their outstanding linebacker who's all over the field, Micah Parsons. Uh, you know, they're fast. They, they show multiple looks. Uh, they'll, they'll move Michael Parsons around. They play a lot of man coverage. They got uh, good ball skills in the back end. Um, and they, they play together. How was it? 
Mike, you would yeah, I mean, you would assume that you're going to see Tucker Craft used as that chip blocker on Micah Parsons. Teams have been doing it all season long. Parsons still has a way to kind of get past people. Now, his sack numbers have not been as big as he was earlier this season when he first started out, but he's still just an absolute beast and a force, and he's extremely quick. I mean, Micah Parsons not only has very strong upper body, but he's fast. I mean, he he gets off the line fast, and just all of a sudden, he's around you before you even got out of your stance. So that's what they got to watch out for. Parsons was a running back in high school. He kind of wanted to be considered that when he got to college until some coach along the way convinced him he'd be better off if he went on the defensive side. And he went to Penn State and ended up leaving it early, you know, during the kind of the – and he was, a, he was a during the Mike MacArthur era – was a draft pick. They took him 12th overall, so that's the Cowboys is where he wanted to go, and so he's living the dream playing for them, and he's been an outstanding player for them overall. On their back end, you know, Stephon Gilmore, the veteran, has had a great season. He's a little banged up, though, but you got J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson back there and Bland at the, at the defensive backs. And today, LaFleur said that Dan Quinn, his old friend, the guy that got him a great opportunity with the Atlanta Falcons, he learned a lot about being a head coach in his time at Flowery Branch in Atlanta. He says Dan Quinn's defense today looks nothing like his Seattle Seahawks defense. Nothing at all. And he talked about how his defensive backs are a little bit more, um, uh, you know, they're a little more jamming at the line, but they never seem to let guys get behind them either. And LaFleur talked about so he's asked, all right, well, when the, Micah Parsons, I mean, they move Parsons around. Dan Quinn moves him around more like maybe any other linebacker in the league. He lines up anywhere, anywhere. And so LaFleur says, so do you have to come up with an offensive game plan where the first thing you have to do is identify where Micah Parsons is on the field? Well, it's not only Micah. Micah's a freak show, um, a game wrecker, and you better know where he's at. And they do such a great job of moving him around, whether he's – he can line up on the edge. He can line up at linebacker, at the three technique, at the shade. They use multiple personnel groupings, so they do a really good job of scheming you up and, and trying to create one-on-ones for him, especially in those pass rush situations. But just I think the games they do up front, um, they've got multiple people that can get after the quarterback. And it's, I mean, it's just watching the tape. It's like carnage in front of the quarterback all the time. and. You know, I know Adam Durday, their, their D-line coach, pretty well, and I got a lot of respect for him. And, yeah, they, they play with – all those guys play relentless. Uh, they play, you know, with great motors, and I think that's kind of the, a prerequisite for being a great pass rusher. Well, I would agree uh, for what you need to, to kind of, you know, get the job done and, and put pressure on quarterbacks and force mistakes, which is what the D- Dallas Cowboys defense lives off of. On the other hand, you know, you got a young quarterback – in Jordan Love, and I say young in the sense of experience, Mike, and, you know, he's about to face one of the more experienced coaching staffs and teams that he's faced all season long as far as being able to play defense and then scheme specifically for a quarterback to put him under pressure. We heard the numbers a little bit earlier today from our guy from uh, Pro Football Focus and also Mike Mark Schofield of SB Nation that said, you know, hey, you keep Aaron or you keep uh, Jordan Love in a clean pocket. He's one of the most deadly quarterbacks there is. You put him under pressure, and that's where all the mistakes have come. So I, I would assume that's what the, the Dallas Cowboys are going to try to do a lot of come Sunday. That's an interesting point. I, I, I agree with that. And here's the other thing, too. This might be the best roster Mike McCarthy has had 
since 2017 with the Green Bay Packers. About five games into that season until Rodgers went down with that Anthony Barr uh, broken collarbone up in Vikings. Or maybe the year before that or so when, you know, when they played the Seattle Seahawks. Because you know what? You, you've got C.D. Lamb at his prime. You got Brandon Cooks out there catching passes, you know, in his prime experience. You've got they the, playing the Commanders the other day. They had uh, Tyler Smith, one of their veteran guards, to lead the game, and they had a T.J. Bass come in at left guard, and they didn't miss a beat. And then the Washington still got a pretty good defensive line. And so McCarthy has got things going in Dallas, kind of like he did in Green Bay, where there's depth, man, and guys are trained, and they get snaps throughout the, the season. And sort of like LaFleur has learned up here as well. The other thing I'm thinking about for this game, Bill, is this. I mean, you're playing a really great team. And I thought Luke Fickle, the Badgers head coach, had an interesting thing to say the week leading up to when he had to take on the Ohio State and the Buckeyes in Columbus. And he said, you know what, if we're just there by the fourth quarter, and they were, they were, until their quarterback fumbled and the Buckeyes scored on them. But if, if Jordan Love and the Packers are there with guys like, you know, McCarthy and Dan Quinn, an experienced defensive coordinator, and Dak Prescott now playing his best season ever. If he's finally matured, he's not running around. You know, do you think that those kinds of things can help you in this game? Um, like you said, I mean, they're a really good team, um, really good defense. So definitely one of the best defenses we've seen all year. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, going back to the Kansas City game, Detroit, I mean, those are two games we played really good defense as well. So um, just having that mindset, we got to play our best ball. And obviously going into the playoffs, the mindset, you know, that the room for errors, you know, shrinks you know we got to be able to take advantage of every play execute every play um, and be able to play at a high level going against them because they do a really good job mike i've been saying all week that with this team being this you know youngest team so to speak uh and technically age-wise they are and not supposing to be here you're not this is not something they're supposed to be experiencing right now to me it's like it's house money man you go in you don't know any better other than the fact that you're about to face Unbelievable pressure, scrutiny, a, a crowd enthusiasm that's going to be hanging on every play. It, it's, you know, win or go home, and you understand that pressure. But they don't know any better. You just go in and let it all hang out. Sometimes the advantage goes to that team that's not supposed to win, not really picked by anybody. They got a little bit of a hot hand. Maybe they're getting healthy at the right time. They can just go play free football and let the chips fall where they may. And I think, though, their coaches, too, are going to say to these young guys, you know, don't make mistakes. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be the one that creates the turnover that Dak Prescott drills down your throat. And, I, you know, I think that that's something that Green Bay needs to look for. And I even talked to Jordan Love about that today. I said, you know, do you uh, do you guys talk about this like, okay, it's a, it's a close game, and it's in the third quarter, and then, you know, uh, Kenny Clark uh, gets a forced fumble, and now it's first and ten on the Cowboys' 30. Do you guys have a play right away you talk about during the week, the personnel group that you want? And he goes, you know, not anything really different per week. He said, we, we do that. That's a category we talk about every week, that we have those kinds of plays. So the next thing is, like you say, is just this added. The pressure's all on McCarthy. I mean, he's got – this is the best team right. he's had, and he's taken these guys to three years in a row with 12 wins or more. That's a Cowboy record. It's, he does not want to lose again to Green Bay and to a bunch of kids from Green Bay. And so Jordan was asked, is there any advantage to being the younger, youngest team in the NFL playoffs this year? Um, I don't know. 
I don't. I really don't know. Um, you know, I think uh, going forward, I mean, I think we've got a great team, um, and I think everyone's excited for the opportunity we have. Um, obviously, we got a lot of guys in the locker room who have, who have experienced being in the playoffs, um, things like that, and then we have a lot of guys that haven't. So um, I, I, don't, I don't think any of that will, will play a part in it going forward. I think everyone's going to be ready to go come Sunday. You know, Mike, um, the other thing you and I had talked about, like when things began to turn around and it was, you know, the meetings with the, the wideouts and we were talking about communication and complimentary football. And then uh, all of a sudden you hear that, uh, hey, the guys are getting together over at Jordan Love's house on Monday nights. Yeah, that was a story that maybe I kind of jumped on a little too much. Uh, <laughs> young Bo Melton, the wide receivers, you know, been pr- promoted from the practice squad up to the 53-man roster and had two great games back-to-back, five or six uh, receptions, a touchdown catch against the Vikings. He told us, you know, what's it like, you know, being one of the guys now? And he goes, oh, man, we're at J-Lo's house. Every Monday night there's food, and then we're watching football. And, and I just, you know, I kind of teased it. It's like, well, it's dinner and a movie at Jordan's house. And so I asked Jordan today, yeah, we, we talked about this thing. Uh, you know, are you guys watching yesterday's game? Are you watching the upcoming opponent? And, and what do you serve at this thing? And it turns out it's, it's not quite the thing that I think Bo just recently got invited to this. And so Jordan talked about what Monday nights are like <laughs> at the Love House. Oh, man, we, we have a good little spread. We get uh, some chicken, um, you know, lamb chops, mac and cheese, um, cornbread, rice, veggies. So that's a good little spread. Yeah. Uh, like halfway through, I, I, I know Bo said I do it every Monday, but we, we, <laughs> we, don't, we definitely don't do it every Monday. I've done it a couple times. Um, but, you know, I, like halfway through the season, just. Do you, do you want to look at the previous game or you focused on the next game? Oh, we. I mean, we usually watch the game on Monday night that uh, the NFL game that's on. So, uh, yeah, whatever game is on, we'll, we'll talk about that. Whenever, not every Monday. About how many times have you done this? We've done it twice. Oh, just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've done it twice. There you go. That's Mike Clemens uh, a little bit earlier. So let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll get back in with Mike's. Uh, we'll, don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show on this Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be all Packers all the time. Again, you're ready for uh, the Packers in the weekend and the Dallas Cowboys and our watch party and such. Uh, in the meantime, go back to Mike Clemens from last evening's conversation, talking with him uh, about this team moving forward, getting ready for this upcoming weekend. Got Mike Clemens on the line and uh, up in Green Bay. So, Mike, uh, you know, I, I look at this. Um, you know, the injury report, you're hoping to get everybody back and healthy. But I said at the beginning of the show, I said, wouldn't it be interesting or ironic if it was the Green Bay Packers of all teams that get a win on Sunday and ultimately cost Mike McCarthy his job in Dallas? Wouldn't that be just crazy? And the fact that these two teams are together in the playoffs and the stories and and the fact that McCarthy, you know, he thought that he kind of put himself into a trap last year. He was he was so proud of his time in Green Bay and to share that story with the Dallas media. He's in the game. He's in Lambeau Field. 
Things are going along. He's up 28-14, and then all of a sudden they get they get a tur- they give up the turnover, and then it's then Aaron Rodgers get, brings this thing back, and then Jerron Reed, who's now back with the Seahawks, he makes this key play where he gets a forced fumble out of Dak, and instead of the, the Cowboys with the winning drive, the thing goes in overtime, and the Packers walk away with an overtime win. I mean, he was he was fit to be tied. He was spitting mad. So he talked about this now. Uh, with Dallas, the Cowboys media today, actually, about, hey, man, you know, Aaron's gone, and Randall Cobb's gone, eight or nine of those veterans are gone. How do you prepare for this young Packers team? They got some new faces, you know, um, you know, particularly, you know, play a lot of guys in their secondary, um, you know, throughout the year. Uh, obviously, they've gotten healthy here of late, but, yeah, I, I really, uh, last night and this morning has just been really just getting tied into their into the personnel. Um, have seen Jordan a few times in the, in the breakdowns. Uh, you know, obviously has great command of the offense. You can see he's comfortable. Um, you know, he, he's made some excellent you know time clock plus throws. Um, so I have noticed that. But I mean, it is early. You know, we're really into the preparation right now. But it's really just getting tuned with the matchups. Mike, real quick before we uh, get out of here, but. Uh, it only looked like A.J. Dillon was the only guy that did not practice today. It looked like everybody else was either limited or back, and the majority of guys that have been banged up were all full participants today. Does this team look to be like they're going to be healthy at the right time, maybe all together for the first time in a long time at this game in Dallas uh, this coming weekend? Yeah, I don't think they're going to go Christian Watson. I think they're going to stick with what they got. I think that A.J. still got some sort of a neck injury, and I need to talk to him more about that. He did not practice, but I think Aaron Jones will be able to go, and the rest of those receivers should be go. But Romeo Dobbs, he would not talk to me, but when I said, are you okay, he gave me a thumbs up. But, you know, he had to be hospitalized after the chest injury and coughing up blood. Whether he's able to play this week, we'll find out. Mike, great stuff as always, pal. We appreciate it. I'll talk to you uh, more uh, on uh, Friday, okay? Will do. Hello to everybody in lacrosse. There you go. Mike Clemens, who joined us last night. Great stuff from Mike, and uh, appreciated him taking some extra time out to uh, to be with us. We'll have him on tomorrow. Tyler Dunn is going to join us tomorrow from GoLongTD.com as well. So Ty's going to be here. We'll chat with him, and uh, we'll talk more about coaching searches that are going on in the National Football League. Uh, other jobs that may open up after this weekend. We went through our picks last night, but we'll talk about the upcoming games as well again uh, coming up tomorrow on the program. So, I uh, did we miss anything? Is there anything we uh, had, the only thing we did not carry or cover specifically was Robert Kraft's press conference. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft at 11 a.m. this morning Central Time, 12 Eastern. They did the joint presser where they just basically came out and said, Bill is gone, and he thanked everybody. Robert thanked him. He thanked Robert. Everybody went out kumbaya. And then Robert Kraft, about uh, about an hour ago, uh, began his press conference where he actually did a sit-down Q&A with the media and answered a lot of questions and thoughts as to what's going on and what direction they want to go and things like that. And so, but that, but that was it. Was there anything else we missed today, uh, Grant, off the top of your head? So just over the last couple of minutes, I was scrolling, just seeing what was trending on Twitter to make sure. I don't think we missed anything. We didn't mention on air. I don't think it matters. Rogers was back on the McAfee show today. They were talking about Belichick. Yeah. It was a little it, odd. It was a very brief segment. Yeah. It was, which is so weird after the emphatic, he will not be back. He was back. 
uh, and he talked about Bill Belichick, but it was not a prolonged um, back and forth right. between you know them. And and quite frankly, it was a little weird because you know why Rogers didn't play in that conference. Rogers didn't really play too often. I mean, the one game that really kind of made Rogers when it came to his toughness was when Favre went down. The Patriots were at Lambeau Field. Uh, Rodgers went to drop back. He was deep in his own end zone, in his own territory. He got stepped on, and his foot was broken on the second play of the second half and played the remainder of the game knowing that he was backing up the Ironman. He had to play, so he kept playing with a with a fractured foot, and that was kind of where it started as far as toughness goes for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, but uh, other than that, it was kind of a weird – why have him back to talk about Bill Belichick when he only faced him, what, four times, three, four times? Yeah, I, I thought, you know, McAfee played for the Colts for a long time. I thought if they needed someone to talk about Belichick, they could find someone who's probably a lot closer to him. But also Rodgers like is Manning. interesting when he talks. To, yeah, get Peyton Manning. The, I think the biggest story that happened during the show today, and we mentioned it briefly, is Dan Lanning is coming back to Oregon. He's not going to Bama. And it right. was announced last night that he was their number one choice. So now they look elsewhere, and who knows what that means for – you know, coaches programs like Florida State or Sark, um, Kalen DeBoer at Washington. I, I don't know. So we'll have to wait and yeah. see. But Dan Lanning's not going to be the next coach of Bama. Well, there you go. That's it. Uh, it. It's been a fast and furious week. Tomorrow, we'll see if it's all Packers all the time or if more news breaks. But that's kind of the way uh, we wrap it up today. Good stuff. Thanks to everybody for being a part of the program. All the emails and such. We'll, I'll try to get to as much as I can and wrap things up tomorrow on the program as well for everybody that took the time to email. Today was just a really busy day. Really busy day. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. It's time for us to go have a go. Go Bucks tonight, for God's sakes. Get a win and look better doing it. <laughs>